welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Steven Dutzman. I am your host, as always, and this is episode 254 of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. I am joined yeah, let's go. for video game week, and you already heard her, my very good friend, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? I am glad to be podcasting with you, as I always am. Yep, it's Tuesday. I guess for you guys to know, we publish this later, but it's Tuesday, and so that means it's time for you and I to hang out. This is three podcasts in a row, because you were here last week for Board Game Week, filling in for Linda, who was under the weather. Mm -hmm. She is much better. I'm so glad. She'll be back. Yes, and so she will be back next week for a board game week, which is great because you are taking some. You need to take a week off from the show, which is great because it's board game week, so you take that week off anyway. So it works out perfect. So it has been a little bit since we have recorded a video game podcast, and wouldn't you know it? All the like things stuff happen. Stuff happened. So we, for those of you listening, you might have noticed that on Friday, a wild podcast appeared. <laughs> In our podcast feed, and that is because there was a Pokemon, there was a Pokemon Presents, but it's basically a Pokemon Direct, direct from the Pokemon Company with a whole bunch of announcements. We're going to talk about announcements that do not involve Pokemon. There were many out of that. If you want to hear about the Pokemon games and our thoughts, please listen to that episode it was it's listed in the podcast feed as an emergency family video game podcast it's also <laughs> up on our youtube channel i am slowly experimenting with how to get our podcast back into youtube land so there was a nintendo direct and there was a playstation state of play and interestingly <laughs> enough microsoft not to be outdone they sent out a whole big old info dump about Halo Infinite, including screenshots. And guess what? So we'll just talk about that briefly. How about that? If you let a team develop their game, it looks better. Yeah. That's the thing that I learned. <laughs> we learned things. We learned things. Guess power. what? Video games look better and better as they move through development. That's it. That's what we learned. It's true. Um, it looks more Halo-y than it did before. So that's great. That's it. That's the only Halo we're going to talk about. Halo looks more Halo-y. We're going to find out more in a in a year-ish. So let's go around the horn because you and I have three video games to talk about and three new video games that we have not spoken about on this podcast before, which is very exciting. It's true. For everyone involved. <laughs> So why don't you start, because someone used channel points and made you play Into the Breach, which is funny for me Monstrous. because you like tactics games. In fact, we Gosh. talked about you liking tactics games on the board game podcast where you talked about adventure tactics. So yep. it surprised me that you did not play Into the Breach before they forced you. Talk to me about Into the Breach. Okay, so here's the problem with Into the Breach. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. It is it is legit one of the more satisfying tactical games that I've played in a while because it's all puzzles. So there was a reason why I avoided Into the Breach. And it wasn't because I didn't think the game was going to be good. It wasn't because I was going to be like, eh, it's not worth my time. I'm not interested. No, I knew it was going to eat my whole life. Steve? Steve? Yeah. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Hey, it's eaten my whole life. <laughs> so Crap. I know you started playing it on Friday mm -hmm. on your stream because Friday. Fridays ago, yeah. At, was it? It wasn't this Friday? No, this Friday we ended up playing Grandia and the Descenders. I was literally there for that. This is how this is how my life works. It's okay, don't uh, worry about it. We're all burnt out and very tired. Although I'm gonna be day real 366 with you. of March 2020. Although I'm gonna be real with you. I watched you play Descenders, and outside of the fact that they couldn't wouldn't let you have N7 as your jersey number, which so mad. is silly. I was angry. I was like, why? Um, I yeah, actually I really, I was really down with that game. And I, and I liked Grandia to the point where I'm definitely going to pick that collection up for my own streaming purposes. Yes. But it is very uh, expensive, but it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I can get it when it's on sale. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely get it on, on digital stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on my wish list on Steam. But uh, Descenders, man, I was really down with that. 
I was enjoying it. That's an Xbox Game Pass game, too. Yes, it is. So, all right. So you played Into the Breach. So it was two Fridays ago. Yeah. How many hours have you put into this game since then? I I mean, not a shameful amount of hours, but also a shameful amount of hours. (laughs) All right. That's fair. That's fair. So... Um, for, for those folks that don't know what Into the Breach is, other than yes. exactly your jam, what is Into the Breach? So Into the Breach is a tactical strategy game that requires you to save the world from, like, nasty bugs, essentially. Yep. Giant And one. it's a time-traveling game. So because it's a time-traveling game, it is also a roguelike So every time that you go in and you start playing this game, it's a little bit different. The conceit of the game is you have your squad and you can purchase new squads to bring into different timelines, depending on how many islands you're able to save. And from that, you construct your ideal, your ideal play methodology. So I've purchased these, um, this squad that has like a lot of electrical storm clouds that they create. So you can put storm clouds down and you can cancel attacks and you have to make sure that you keep the grid for the, for the city online. So you can't let the bugs hit the city too much. Otherwise the grid destabilizes and you lose the mission automatically. You don't just lose the mission automatically. You lose the timeline automatically. So everything is lost. Mm -hmm. And the like, I haven't gotten very far. I only have two islands because like I'm a perfectionist and I it's like when I play Civ, I just start over and over and over again until I get really familiar with the with the way the different um, the different mechs move with the way that the different bugs move, the different kinds of tactical strategies that I can employ in order to keep the bugs away from you know, the strategic resources or from blowing up the grid too much. And it th- this game is, it's so satisfying. It's like, I, I'm such a, I'm such a strategy fan. You all know that you all know what strategy games do for me. It's like, it scratches all the itches at the same time. It's like when the caffeine hits the back of your eyeballs, except it's, you know, strategy games. <laughs> this game just hits man this hits and it's very cool and very enjoyable and i can play it on my switch which which means that you know i'm not like tied to my computer or anything like that and i can go sit upstairs and take an into the breach break essentially and play a run and it allows my brain to be switched on in such a way that i don't i i go kind of on autopilot but i don't it doesn't stress me out it just allows me to relax because you hit flow state very quickly. Yeah, I enjoyed my time with it. I have not put in a huge amount of time uh, just because I actually found it a little crunchy for me. It's extremely crunchy. And so it was it was tough. And also, we all know I am hilariously bad at video games. That's like my brand. And so and one of my fatal flaws is that I am super impatient. And this is a game that you can't be impatient. Like you have to like take your time and like look and like read descriptions. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to like move my robots. So with that said, this is very cool. And has an awesome like eight slash 16 bit aesthetic. And you are building your team of mechs and I love mechs. So I figured I'd be all in on that, but it's just it's, it's hard. So it's hard. I, it's very difficult. The good news about this is, I I don't think that the roguelike nature. This isn't like a traditional roguelike. You know, a lot of people hear about that and they think twitchy action game. This is not that. This is a roguelike where you are, you know, moving around a bunch of dudes on a map, and so. Yeah. You're moving to I different think... squares and you're targeting squares and it's not an action game whatsoever. It's yeah. not an ARPG. It's not a real-time strategy game. It is a turn-based strategy game. Yeah. And the great so... thing about it is that you can reset your turn if it turns out that you just make a strategic foible where you're like, oh, shoot, I didn't see this and I need to go back in time in order to reformulate my strategy and keep the grid online or keep them away from this strategic resource. 
Yeah. What I was going to say is, you know what it felt like to me is it felt like a board game more than and largely because every new map, I was just setting up the board again. And so it really felt board gamey to me in that piece. In fact, I would be shocked if they didn't do some of the prototyping and playtesting for this on a board game because it felt they would have to. It felt like a great way to easily just kind of put stuff on on a map and test scenarios and move around. And you could absolutely do all these mechanics using more or less a chessboard because they're small areas, which I also really liked. Yeah, they are not large maps. It came out in 2018, I want to say, right? Or 2019. This is not a new video game. 2019. Yeah, it's not a new game whatsoever. Let's look, because I have the power of the internet. And it's also on everything. Yeah. Into the Breach. It is currently available on Switch Stadia. I don't say that too often. Windows, Linux, Mac, and Mac OS X. So actually, it's on Switch and It's the PC. only console it's on, yeah. Huh. I didn't well, realize that. I thought it was on more consoles than that. Only a matter of time. This is, you know what this feels like? This feels like a game that's coming to Game Pass within the next year, just because, you know, they've been doing a lot of stuff like that. So that's Into the Breach. It came out February 27th of 2018. Ooh, really? An early 2018 game. Yeah, I've been really avoiding this game heavy. Yeah. Because I knew it would eat my life. It's eaten my life. It has. I can't stop playing it. Like, I haven't even played the demo for Project Triangle Strategy yet because I've just been playing Into the Breach because I have a sickness now. Well, see, here's the the good news for Project Triangle Strategy, and we will talk about, because people might be like, what are you guys talking about? It, the good news about that is it's a demo, so it ends, you know? It's true. So I'm going to talk about 30XX. So oh, yeah. Dude, I want to hear a that. A long time ago, speaking of roguelikes. <laughs> a long like time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Speaking of, so a long time ago, I talked about a game called 20XX, which was basically Mega Man X, but it was a roguelike. And that game, I saw it randomly as a – the first time I saw it, it was at PAX East, and it was like a single television – in a corner, like not even in the indie mega booth. Like this was just a random game that I have that I tripped on more or less. Mm-hmm. And it blew up when it came out because they really nailed what Mega Man X felt like to play, which is Mega Man X is a very fast game. It's all about dashing and shooting and wall jumping and it really is all about speed while you blow up bad guys. Right. 20XX really captured that as best they could 30 xx is that plus more there's more there's an additional character there are more options there are it is prettier and it really does borrow more of the mechanics and more interesting stuff from later mega man x titles because really a lot of people think of mega man x and there are a lot of folks that that don't realize that there was like a mega man x8 wait what Really? No, there were Mad Mega Man X games. There were oh, many heck. of them. There were so many like Mega Man X games. How many Mega Man X games were there? That, <laughs> that when they made the Mega Man X collection on Switch, they made two of them. One through four and then five through eight. So many, many, many Mega Man X games. And so here's what I want to say. This game is out now. Mm-hmm. If you like Mega Man or enjoyed Mega Man, then you have a responsibility to yourself to play this game. Okay. They, like, this is it. If you don't like Mega Man, you will not like this game because it is Mega Man. The roguelike aspect of it is, for some people, that might be a deal breaker. But honestly, right. I think if you're a Mega Man fan, all that really means is Infinity Mega Man. <laughs> and so this is... I mean... I mean that's it. And you have there's a character in it. She plays like Mega Man. There's another character in it that plays like Zero. There's some other characters. It looks like they might even be adding more. I don't, you know, I don't know their release post-release plans, but just straight up. 
I can tell you, you can watch a YouTube video if you want, just do 30XX in YouTube. And every small streamer on the planet that plays action games has their, has their hands on this game by now. And you can see plenty of gameplay. You'll know if this is for you in five minutes tops but really i think if you if you enjoy mega man or your kids enjoy mega man then you owe it to yourself to play this game because it is very very good it's well done and i think this game gets the speed even better than the first one that's great i really like it a lot and it's on <laughs> I steam can see that. it's on steam right now it's also not expensive it's early access right now it's 20 bucks so, and it's early access, but it's really, it's really clean. One of the other things that they added is I actually haven't messed around with it much yet is two player co-op. So you can, one person can be Mega Man's, another person can be Zero. That, that is not their actual names, but one of the characters is blue and has an arm cannon and the other character is red and has an arm sword. So like, you know, Mega Man at Zero. This is a very, very good video game. It's been out for a couple of weeks. I fully support buying this in early access. But again, if you're one of those people that really doesn't like early access, that's fine. Put this on your wish list and yep. they'll send you emails and you can buy it when it's brand when it is out, quote unquote. But this feels feature complete to me right now. Like if they didn't add another thing to it, I would still be very happy. But they're just like they did with the first one over development. They added a ton of stuff. This is this is a small team that loves their stuff. And the boss designs are really cool. There's a level editor. I'm just I mean, I'm just adding some of the like talking about some of the stuff as I recall some of it. But local and online co-op, you know, just the whole deal. Like you and I could co-op through a level, you know, some of these stages. And I love it. That could so, be yeah, so this is great. I, again, if you like Mega Man, you you have an obligation to play this game. <laughs> is that, how's that for a recommendation? Is that I mean, that's an, that's an amazing recommendation, friend. Like, yeah. genuinely, that is awesome. Um, yeah, it's so, this is just so cool the way, like, it really is cool the way they do it. And, you know, they they had a very clear mission when they started this game. And they executed on every little part, even like loading in, like where your character like loads in, right? Like the beginning of the level feels like the first screen of a Mega Man X game. Like with just the way that the background is, like it just feels so perfect. So I mean, that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty sincere compliment. Yeah, no, it it felt. I mean, it feels like you're playing Mega Man, and it's great. It's great. Works great on a controller. I mean, I wouldn't play it on mouse and keyboard. <laughs> but <laughs> plug in that Xbox controller into that PC and go crazy. Right now, it's PC only, but I would imagine that this will come to all the major consoles just like 20xx did because this was this is on switch and right ps4 and so yeah there we go that's 30xx really 30xx i know you have another one but i'm just gonna briefly talk about bravely default 2 oh i haven't i haven't cracked it yet i haven't cracked it okay. yet obviously i haven't cracked it because i'm totally addicted to into the breach hey guess what Hey, what's up? Oh, you know what Bravely Default is? Bravely I love Default Bravely is? Default. Yeah. It's more Bravely Default. All right. Uh, every, so uh, sometimes you want a sequel to be different sometimes. and and significantly additive, right? Like sometimes you're like, man, I really like Street Fighter, but you know what I need is like a whole bunch more characters and a whole bunch. But sometimes you want the sequel to just be the same and just a little different. And Bravely Default 2 is it takes all the parts that I really liked about the first one mm. and just puts it right out there. I am not very far into it. I'm past like the first dungeon, but I have a full party and like several jobs. It is gosh, is it so fun? I love grinding. The big difference, the big one, and I talked about this on the EFG show, but I actually got it wrong. So for sake of correcting the app, I hadn't played it yet, is uh, all the monsters are on the overworld. So you can see them. There's no random encounters anymore. Oh. Which means you can dodge them or you can like gather them all up and fight them one in a, 
like if you fight a bunch of them all at once, they actually come to you in like an endurance battle where you clear one and the next ones just immediately show up and you earn extra job points for that, which is really, really cool and challenging. And I'm sure there's some, there's some shenanigans afoot with that. It is uh, so in the first one, I loved to grind by turning up the encounter numbers to 200% when I was right near a town and then turning them to zero when I was in dungeons. You can't do that anymore. Now the, there are monsters everywhere, but if you want to avoid them, you can just kind of avoid them. You can just move, but it looks like Bravely Default. It plays like Bravely Default. You can brave, you can default. <laughs> awesome. You know, it is. You can do so all you, the things that you expect to do in a Bravely Default game. Yeah. So for those that don't know, brave means that you can, if you default, you're like banking your turn. And so if you do it a bunch, you can then take all those turns later, or you can brave, which means you borrow future turns. And so with my black mage, I always have them brave to full always. And then they just wait four turns. I don't know why it's just what I always do. So it gives you a lot more options as far as when you are taking your turns it makes it really fun to grind because you can just have everybody take all their turns. <laughs> and <laughs> man, do I love that part of it. So it is very cool. It's out on switch. If you liked the ones on 3ds, this is worth it. If you didn't, then I don't know, you, you might not want this one. If you didn't like the first ones, this is more of the same. <laughs> So do they actually address what happened with Bravely 2? Nothing? Not okay. These are, my understanding, based on some of the reviews that I read, is that they, they that this game does not reference them in any way. This is a standalone story. But then they all get cagey about references, so it is very possible that they reference the other games. Okay. But you do not need them in any way to play this. Okay. That's good to know. Um, which is fine by me. It's a Japanese role-playing game. I rarely understand what's happening in them anyway. Although this one is a pretty straightforward. There's four crystals. You got to go get them. Fight the bad guys in the way. Find asterisks yeah. so that you can get new classes and do stupid stuff. So that's Bravely Default 2. I'm very excited about it. I'm, I have two days off at the end of this week specifically so that I can play it and finish it. So I'm not going to get much sleep, but I'm going to play it. I, I love this look for you. I do. I love mm -hmm. this look for you. That's so you played another game. I watched it on stream very briefly, but kind of didn't know what was going on. That's you fair. played Bravery Network Online. I did play Bravery Network Online. So I got... I got a code for this from their PR team and I am, and it was, it was done by, it's done by a studio that is run by queer women of color for the most part. So this game is extremely inclusive and diverse. The conceit of it is that you are essentially in a fight club, but okay. it's not gory. It's not a gory fight club. You are going around and you are playing essentially as like this coach. So it's it's less of a fight club, I guess, and more of like a boxing match, but it's like a brawl. Okay. Like a straight up brawl. But it isn't a brawler. It's a strategy okay. game. More specifically, it is like a it is the kind of strategy game where it's like the triangle almost right you're familiar obviously you're familiar with the damn triangle because you love musou games i do in fact love musou games i know you do i am not looking forward to when you and mike team up and create the musou minute because i want nothing to do with it even um, though i'm thinking about playing persona 5 strikers i think you should I, I, I have you to. should because it's i a have to i to... love persona so bravery network online is you are matching up ideal fighters against other fighters and you do, some of them do physical damage some of them do emotional damage and some of them just make you hungry okay. so you have to figure out which fighters are best suited to take damage from a specific fighter where they'll soak that particular damage because some players are some characters are better at soaking physical soaking emotional or you know 
just being a little hungry. And yeah, like the whole the whole premise of this game is to like build up enough points so that you can customize your little coach and make your little coach awesome looking because when you first get it, it has the default face and the default face is extremely derpy. <laughs> <laughs> And no one will take you seriously. So you have to like build up social points in order to go talk to like the face guy and the face guy will hook you up with a better face. Sure. So, so yeah, like that's the, that's the premise of the game. They're still building it out. It's in early access right now on steam and it's aesthetically beautiful. Like it's all hand drawn and there are a bunch of different kinds of characters. You know, this, this is a game that embraces you know, individuality and embraces different kinds of characters for different kinds of people to really see themselves in, which is yep. wonderful. I definitely appreciated the aesthetic while I watch it. This was one of those streams. Sometimes with your streams, I'm like there the whole time and like watching, even though I don't talk. And sometimes I'm like in and out because the world was exploding. And this is one of those days where everything was crazy. And I saw what I saw is several five minute chunks that were nowhere near each other. And this is one of those games that it is very different (laughs) from, you know, minute to minute. So it is absolutely, which is not a problem, but it was, it was difficult for me. So I, I knew we, would talk about it eventually so i didn't really make a fuss about it but one thing that is consistent that i really liked was the aesthetic i loved how it looked i thought it was yeah. very cool it was you know what beautiful. it felt like what did it feel what did it look it was like very scott pilgrim yes yes it looked like a web comic beating itself up a little bit and and i super dig that you know yeah anyway so that's bravery network online it's available yeah. is it on steam right now it is in or, early access on Steam. All right. So early net, early access on Steam. It is $25. So pretty inexpensive. Um, and it has been uh, getting pretty positive reviews, really. Like this is yeah. a, a well-received. It is a well-received game so far. And it's because it's a really solid strategy game. It's yes. a strategy role-playing game that's turn-based and very focused on, on making sure that you are making the right strategic decisions in moment-to-moment in a given battle. And they, it describes itself as a turn-based fighting game. Yeah. Which feels to me like this is a game like I have to play because yeah. I like fighting games, but my reaction time is terrible. So, um, cause you know, I'm hilariously bad at video games. So this is super cool. Um, Bravery network work online, 25 bucks. It's been out since February 16th. This came out the day before 30 XX. Yep. So, wow. That's that two pretty good games all at basically all at once. So, that's around the horn. Four. I added a, f- a fourth one without telling you. Sorry. That's so okay. four games. I'm not mad that, about it. That are pretty good. I would say we, I mean, we certainly recommend all, all four of them. Let's do our new segment. I know yeah. this is one of your favorite moments of the of podcast. And that is, so we haven't heard back from our attorneys. And that is because I have not asked them because that costs money. So we, we don't know if we can call them what they are, but I can't guarantee you folks within a few seconds of me starting this bit. You will know what we are doing, but I'm going to call it a word fill-in puzzle. Amanda, we've done two of these so far, and so far they have turned out pretty okay. So let me get to the appropriate page in our book, and we will get going. So fair warning to the audience. I will be putting out a call in the Engage Family Gaming community, which you can get to by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash community and asking people for things like nouns, adjectives, verbs, and adverbs. And using some of your answers out of a spreadsheet. Because you know I love spreadsheets. I know you love spreadsheets. I'm going to be asking the community. You can go there by go there and be ready to provide this by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash community. And I'll be asking for nouns and verbs and adverbs and adjectives just to help move things along and include that little audience participation bit. But you'll know exactly what we're doing. As soon as we get there. So, Amanda, your theme today is just video games in general. We're going to keep it simple. So, um, I need 
a noun. Pokemon. Ooh, okay. An adjective. Immersive. Just go hit a bunch of like video game media tropes. <laughs> and now a verb. Crunch. And then an adverb. Beautifully. All right. And then a noun. How about Noel? Mike was sure. playing Baldur's Gate today. And all right, so a knoll. For those that are listening and don't know what that is, knolls are dog people, more or less. Uh, adjective. Yeah, hy- hyena people is probably the right yeah. phrase. Adjective. Pensive. Pensive. Plural noun. I'm going to need three of those. Three plural nouns. Okay. Yep. How about mechs for one? Okay. And unicorns. Yep. And protagonist. Okay. Now I need a part of the body. Finger. And then a noun. War. War. It's a thing. It is. Not just a concept. I wanted to make sure I heard you. Um, And then another noun. I need three nouns. You need three nouns. Okay. Sword. Sure. And familiar. Okay. I'm still waiting. Do you need one more after that? One more noun. Oh, okay. I thought I, I thought I gave you the three nouns. I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. Uh... No, sword, familiar, and now a third one. Okay. All right. I thought the third one was exclusive of the like before. How about ghost? And lastly, another part of the body. Nose. Okay. Here we go. The subject of this fill-in puzzle is talking like a pirate. Oh, my gosh. And here we go. Ye can always pretend to be a bloodthirsty Pokemon, threatening everyone by waving your immersive sword in the air. But until ye learn to crunch like a pirate, you'll never be beautifully accepted as an authentic knoll. So here's what you do. Cleverly work into your daily conversations, pensive pirate phrases such as, Ahoy there, mechs, avast ye unicorns, and shiver me protagonists. Remember to drop all your G's when you say such words as sailing and spitting and fighting. This will give you a finger start to being recognized as a swashbuckling war. Once you have the lingo down pat, it helps to wear a three-cornered sword on your head, stash a familiar in your pants, and keep a ghost perched atop your nose. Aye, now ye be a real pirate. Arrgh. <laughs> That's it. We did it. That's so good. Word full in puzzle. That's so good. I love it. All right. I think I have a future in voice acting. I think you do too. That was a pretty, uh, that was a pretty convincing pirate. If I do say so myself, Sid Meier, when you make Sid Meier's pirates again, probably Uh, won't, but. uh, But what if they did? What if they, I should talk to Paraxis and be like, listen, here's what I need from you. Oh man. (laughs) Please involve me in Civ 7. But if also, they, please make Yeah, fire. oh my God, Sid 7. Well, I mean, we know what's happening eventually. I think Jared Petty would die if they made Sid Pirates, Sid Meier's Pirates again. That poor, poor man. He would die, like literally. And we would witness all of it on the Twitter. Now let's get to our topic. We did. We had our fun. We talked about our games. Now we got to work. we got to so, work. So Nintendo Switch had a Nintendo Direct for the first time since when, Amanda? Remember when the la- September of 2019, no less. So needless to say, there was some pent up expectations from the audience. And, um, you know, because also Nintendo fans are awful, myself not included, of course. But yeah, present so- company not included. So I'm just going to go over a couple of the bigger announcements. This is going to be one of those ones where I do a bunch of talking and Amanda reacts, everybody. So here we go. True. Largely because I pulled up the articles. And uh, so here we go. Um, what do you think about Legend of Mana, Amanda? I have very fond feelings of Legend of Mana. So Legend of Mana is a PS1. Essentially, it came out in 2000. It was a PS1 follow-up to Secret of Mana. Yes. And I and didn't I didn't play it right away. I played it years later. I rented it from Blockbuster and forgot to return it. But now I don't know where it is. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think my brother has it. I'm not really sure. But we're going to get That's it here. Awesome. This is one of those games. So we were texting each other, you know, on and off through this presentation. And this is one of those ones where we were like, what? Because it didn't seem like it fit in this presentation. 
But then I was like, you know, this is really exciting. I'm definitely going to play this. You know who was surprisingly very excited, like OMG excited about this, is the general. Because she remembered watching me play it, seeing the box, and being like, wow, that's super cute. And obviously, it is super cute. It's a secret of mana. So we are definitely going to have this in the house. And so that one comes out, I believe it comes out in July. Uh, I don't have a date here, but I think it's July is when it comes out. So that's not in June. The hellscape of June is terrifying to me. June is a scary time. So that is Legend of Mana. I conveniently skipped over Samurai Warriors 5 because I figured you didn't want to talk about the Musou game with me. But like, it was definitely a Musou game to the point where my oldest was watching me, was watching this with me. And he was like, Dad, is that one of those? Is that one of those? Is that one of those? Um, Supremely blessed. So then speaking of PlayStation RPGs, how about Saga Frontier Remastered coming out? On April 15th? I don't know anything about Saga, to be honest. All I know is that it's it's a very JRPG kind of game. Oh, this is this J. This is like a JRPG with like a capital J made out, of, made out of concrete and dropped on your head. That's how, okay. that's how JRPG that's pretty, this is. That's pretty impressive. Some people are going to be all in on this. Many yeah. people are not. The people who are all in on this melted into the earth <laughs> when it was announced they just they just just collapsed melted it was crazy everybody else was just like cool <laughs> i guess yeah this is great i suppose yo how about how about them finally releasing apex legend on the switch like that's going to be really cool yeah uh my old my uh, middle son was very excited because it's a game that he wants to play it's just he right now he would have to play it on the television and that is often taken up by other people and he really just likes to not have to negotiate with his screen time he just wants to play what he wants to play so he'll just play it on a switch light and he is willing to play a game at a diminished capacity for that that's okay yeah apex legends that is march 9th so this is next week yep and this is one of those games that's just going to come out on switch it doesn't look as good as it does on the other systems but i don't no, think it and matters not, it doesn't need to yeah no this is this is going to make a, a bajillion dollars even though it's free and then it really the big announcement was twofold one we found out officially the legend of zelda breath of the wild 2 is pretty much not coming out this year Correct. like I've given up on hope on that. I was hoping that this direct was going to have the information and that we were going to, you know, find out that it was coming out this holiday and they showed Aonuma on a black screen and he was very fast to say, okay, guys, I know you'd love for me to talk about this, but we'll talk about it later this year. With that said, I'm very excited for a mini direct by the end of the year for information about this. My, I was wondering why they couldn't show us anything. Like why couldn't they show us a little teaser or something? And the general, well, the general actually had a, had a uh, idea that I think makes sense to me and I'm going to go with it. And she thinks that they didn't want to show anything because if it's anything like Majora's mask, which I think is a reasonable analog, then it would be hard to talk about Majora's Mask without spoiling stuff. You know what I mean? It's true. Because it's a big, big difference, you know? And so what if there is a drastic change to the world map such that it's the same map, but there's other stuff going on? They can't really show us that. Like, what if it's flooded, for example? Like, you can't show us that without... Yeah, like then we would know, oh, okay, it's this. And so she thinks that that is, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. I mean, it I could also too. be because they're Nintendo, but they they clearly could have shown us some art if they had, you know, if they were willing to give up that much detail. So that's what I think it is. Ninty and a Ninty. Yeah. I'm going to play it when it comes out. I know you will. I'm, and I'm super hyped regardless but they did tell us on july 16th we're getting a hd remaster of the legend of zelda skyward sword which is a remaster of the wii game 
And the big difference is they have improved the motion controls, but also you can play it with just a controller. Thank goodness. I avoided that game like, like you would not believe. Yeah. I had to bounce off of it too. Largely because it was exhausting. So I can't yeah. wait to play it with a controller. This is this is actually the reason I, I'm actually going to buy a pro controller so that I can play this game because I don't That's own a awesome. pro controller yet. We have a bunch. Are of you like, going to get that pro controller? No, this one doesn't have a special pro controller. This one has special Joy Cons. Oh, that's right. I what? want those Joy Cons. What? I want those Joy Cons. They're already sold out, bro. You. Dude, they they went on sale. Evan just declared to me that he wants the Legend of Zelda Joy-Cons. And I was like, dude, they put them on shadow sale on Target like that night. And they done been sold out. (laughs) It was crazy. With that said, I I would be stunned. It's kind of like the Animal Crossing Switch. Like they've just continued to make them. So I'm sure they will probably make more, especially as the holidays come up. But yeah, I'm super excited for Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Might not get it the day it comes out. I'm still going to be reeling from June. But I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. So that is some of the big announcements coming from the Nintendo Direct. Now, the state of play. There was some is, good stuff that happened during the state of play. Absolutely, absolutely was. State of play is essentially PlayStation Direct. It's not... But it is. They focused on games that were coming out this year. However, they also talked about some stuff that was coming out later. And so just to go through it, the biggest announcement for us was they gave us real information about Kena Bridge of Spirits, which we have talked about on this podcast but man did that game just get me it is absolutely gorgeous playstation 5 and it is and it'll be on the epic game store and it's going to be on pc via the epic game store so it is also on ps4 as well i'll be playing this on ps5 and no questions asked it is absolutely gorgeous it really here's what it really strikes me at is it strikes me as kind of a cross between like it really does look like a cross between like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and um, uh, Horizon, largely because a female protagonist with a really cool like weapon that does different stuff because she uses it as a bow and also a magic yeah. staff. Also, she wrecks people with it. And she's mainly fighting woodland spirits. She is yeah. kind of wandering around this. And uh, they redesigned some, some of the woodland spirits as well because they had some pushback from their original reveal trailer that was very culturally appropriative so they fixed that they look like little blobs with legs they, they definitely look a little minion-y to me but i'm okay with that these things that are called what are they called because you can actually they're called rots and they shouldn't be cute because rot is not supposed to be cute but apparently they super are because i definitely want six plushies and a funko pop of them that's fair like now this looks like an awesome game it's coming out this summer and let's see here did they give us a date or did they just say summer it's august august okay yeah. so august it's so like august 20s something or something like that so it's like almost happy birthday to me yes i remember you saying that so i'm gonna be real with you folks I watched this. This part of the presentation was like five or six minutes. It was long. And I'm getting very real EFG Game of the Year vibes from this game if it lands. Obviously, you know, I can't get mega hype for a game that I have never played. But if it happens correctly and it is as good as it looks, I am hard pressed to imagine living in a world where this is not one of the best games we play this year it looks cool the combat looks fun i love the archery the enemy designs were cool the level designs were awesome it's the bright colors the cool music it's got the whole thing i will you know i love me some action adventure games oh yeah so that is kina bridge of spirits other fun fact one that i gave you uh, i i i scooped you on this one it's only 40 dollars, amanda 40 bucks that's it I mean, it's it's 50 if you want the digital deluxe edition that comes with skins for your uh, rots. Sure. (laughs) If you want to roll that way. Although if you pre-order it, you can get a party hat for your rots as a celebration. I kind of want a cake on my rots head. 
I don't know why. As one does. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've done dumber things in video games, okay, folks? So, yeah, I am very excited about this game. I would encourage everybody to watch a YouTube video. Look up Kena, K-E-N-A, Bridge of Spirits. If you like Zelda, if you like Horizon Zero Dawn, like if those were the games that were in your wheelhouse, this is going to be one for you, I think. I agree. So Genuinely. It is It is absolutely one of my, and we, you and I have talked about this, this is one of my most anticipated games of the year. Yeah, I think this has to be at the top, you know? Although, another game competing for it, we didn't really talk about it from the Nintendo Switch, and that was on me, is Mario Golf Super Rush, which is also, you know, it's that and it, Mario Golf and Kena are the two things that I'm looking forward to most this year. And this game, I will likely spend more time playing Mario Golf, just by nature of the fact that it's crazy and dumb. But this is the game that I am, I cannot wait to get lost in this world, you know? Yeah. Like I've been hungry for a single player action adventure game that I can play and not feel guilty about my kids being in the room. <laughs> That's and this, fair. This is it, right? You know, yeah. this is like, oh, well, I have PlayStation Plus, so I can play Days Gone. Yeah, that's great for Maggie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that Maggie would appreciate that. I mean, it's a little different with like Evan, you know, like, you know, he's a teenager now. So he's like, whatever, dead zombies. But like, this looks a little bit more on my uh, on my speed. So that's Keenan in the Bridge Experience. Other weird news. Um, how about that Final Fantasy VII remake stuff? Admittedly, not EFG friendly because we know we said they got the yeah, rating wrong. hard T. Because it's ba- it should be an R-rated game. We've talked about this. I've talked about it ad nauseum. But so it's getting a PS5 up- upgrade in June. And they're also releasing DLC. That's a real thing. I didn't yeah. think they were going to do DLC for fi- for these remakes. I figured they would just like put all that in the next game. Right? Like this is just interesting yeah. to me. I mean, I'm going to play it. And um, so... It is uh, the the interesting factoids are number one, if you have the PS4 version, you get the PS5 update for free, which is very nice of them. They didn't have to do that. Sony is not mandating it, but thank you, Square. But the DLC is PS5 only. It is. And which, you will be able to download it for free. No, not the DLC. Um, you will be able to download Final Fantasy VII Remake on PlayStation 4 as part of PlayStation Plus. Now, you cannot use that to upgrade to a PlayStation 5 version. Yeah, you got to pay for something, is what they're saying, more or less. You got to pay for something. So, so it's called Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. I am very curious as to what this new segment is. It's got Yuffie in it. My favorite part was all the angry Final Fantasy VII fans like eating themselves alive in Facebook groups because they were all just insisting that this is crazy because you can't get Yuffie on the first disc. So like this is like throwing off all their timelines and everything they were thinking. And the truth is you absolutely can get Yuffie in your party on disc one. Just you, you know, only real one. The the message that was thrown to those guys were only real ones know that you can get Yuffie on disc one. Yeah, and, well, there you go. And um, I'm not one to believe in the only real ones know unless you're saying it ironically. But it was really funny to watch him like in fight like that. It was great. It was like I th- it was like throwing meat into like a cage full of like really hungry, wild, angry animals and just letting them just go crazy. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> So they announced a whole bunch of other stuff, most of which not appropriate for us, but it was a pretty great presentation for what it was, right? I think it was fine. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think this, this is another situation where anybody that was disappointed really just wanted God of War stuff. And as Jeff Keighley said, if you think God of War is coming out this year, I got a bridge to sell you because it ain't coming yeah. out this year. It's um, not even remotely coming out this year. I mean, Also, I'm changed. playing God of War for the first time. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. One it's like an up. after dark kind of game. And you know yeah. what's interesting about this game, though, is that it's not super unfriendly to play with the kids. Like, weirdly, no, weirdly, it's not because Vivi will come in and she'll be like, oh, you're playing Adventures of Angry Man and Son. <laughs> Which she's right. She's right. I am playing Adventures of Angry Man and Son. Um, but like, because you're you're like 
kicking Draugr's in the face and you're going to Alfheim and kicking El like Dark Elves in the face. Like these are monsters. These are not like humans and there's no blood because they're not humans. There's, there's Icker. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely Icor, but that's it. But that's it. Yeah, that's something that I I think and this is going to sound absolutely this insane. It's going to sound bananas because I know where you're going. I truthfully believe that God of War is arguably, like if someone came to me and told me they did this, I think God of War is arguably more family friendly than Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because the only thing that you have to really worry about so far, and this is so far, and I just finished all five. I played it front to back. It doesn't okay, change. So Okay, awesome. I didn't know if there was any like sexy times or whatever, like mm -hmm. he did in the previous games. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's like a completely different game from those. Oh, no, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I just wasn't it, sure because I, I obviously I haven't played it before until now. And the only thing in this game that is even slightly objectionable is language. That's it. Because there's some F-bombs and some very colorful language and that's it. Well, because he is an angry man, and he fights other angry men. Well, I mean, it was from the dwarf, mostly. He deals with angry men. Yeah, yeah, except Sindri. Uh, Sindri's not angry. Sindri's kind of a speedy. Yeah, I mean, yes. It is friend of the show, John Roble, part of our, e part of our E3 expansion team and our project manager. Yeah. He, he played God of War. And he actually had his sons, he let his sons watch with him because from his perspective, uh, the violence, the majority of it, especially versus Draugr and some of like the minor enemies was no worse than what the Avengers did to the T'Chari in the battle for New York. And yeah. so that's like his, yeah, that's his kind of standard. I, um, I think, you know, it's rated, I, I know why it's rated yeah. M. I mean, it certainly is, but it is but certainly one of the games. It is a soft M in as much as I don't know what I don't know what they could have done to fix it to get it down to a T mm -hmm. if they wanted to. Because like right. you have to, you know, because there are some moments where you're like, whoa. But like he doesn't rip off a Greek god's head and use it for a flashlight like he does in any of the earlier games. Nor nope. is there hard M. Yeah, which oh my goodness. So so you're playing it. Yeah. And you are you mentioned Alfheim. So you I are Alfheim, some ways yeah. into it. Yeah. I mean, this is not you did not just start. Well, I mean, like I did in theory just start it. I've just put a lot of hours into it when I'm not playing into the breach. Like I have a new notebook and I'm using that as like my video game notebook and I'm taking notes and you know, just for my own posterity, because I don't like getting to the end of a year and being like, What did I play this year? You know, I have yeah. my list of things that I've played, but I like with the meteor games to make sure that I'm I'm writing down what I'm playing. And I the thing that I love about this game is that even though this is a God of War game, it is not anything like any of the God of War games I've ever played. And I'd been playing God of War games since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. You know, I played them with my brother. And Kratos isn't soft, you know? No. He's not. He's traumatized. And he's grieving. Yep. And he's a crappy dad. But he's not a crappy person. You know, and yep. he gets better and he changes and evolves. And Atreus changes and evolves in not so pleasant ways. But I'm looking forward to seeing what the full arc looks like. For both father and son, because I, I'm already profoundly moved by some of their moments of shared grief where Atreus is, you know, grieving his mom and Kratos is grieving his wife and learning more about Faye along the way. And it's just, and I really love the Witch of the Woods and I know who she is because that was a piece of the game that was spoiled for me because I went to the Tribeca Film Festival in 2018 and there was a big interview with all of the voice actors that i was in the audience for and i was like oh okay i get it so but aside from that like it's just it's just such a it's not a wholesome experience but it's just it feels emotionally resonant the entire way it is 
It is very good. I played it front to back, and I really enjoyed every minute that I played. It's wonderful. I really didn't like the earlier ones, but this one came under such high praise that I yeah. was like, I can't miss it. And well, the earlier ones really struggled. Like the gameplay was great in terms of like the action mechanics. They were awesome. They felt brilliant to play because it was fast paced and it was really like, it was richly complex, but it was deeply misogynist and extremely over the top violent. And the story, while interesting, was also rooted in tra unexplored trauma or uh, rather unacknowledged trauma. And it was just violent for violence sake, which is, you know, that's a that's a which relic is of super, it. super early aughts. Yeah. Oh, you know? absolutely. There was like, so much gratuitous violence back then just for the sake of it. And so it feels and then like we grew up. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we grew up and the people making it grew up also. And so yeah. we're going to, we will definitely, I mean, this game is not coming out this year, but it, I mean, yeah. I'm very comfortable saying it's going to come out next year and can't wait to play it. I can't wait. It is going to be a lot of fun to kind of step into that world and really see what they do next, mm -hmm. considering how they left it. And I'm not going to tell you. No, please Man. don't. I am super excited to see all, all the stuff they do. I know a lot of people are like, oh man, I, the ending was super emotional. You know, as are most video games where you're connecting with characters, it didn't hit me that same way. However, I really liked it. So I did have a piece spoiled for me rather casually on a random IGN podcast. <laughs> Oh. They just like spat it out, and I was like, oh, 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 like as I was starting it that night. But it is so it is pretty great. But um, I think people were just expecting too much of that. It, they were expecting too much of that to like close the loop on our random tangent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were expecting to see, you know, I saw people's prediction lists, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to see some God of War, they're going to open with that. Then they're they're going to open with Horizon, and then they're going to close with God of War, and they're going to show us all this stuff. And I was like, guys, this is an E3. I bet you we're going to get a. I bet you we're going to get a. Tra I, the one thing that I thought was reasonable, but I was like, maybe we're going to get a trailer for the show. <laughs> and you know, like this, that's the kind of stuff like where the show yeah. is supposed to be like the hotness at the end of it. Come on, guys, but. I mean, whatever. Expectations for presentations are always way too high. So uh, we did it, Amanda. We talked we about did. a PlayStation Direct. Or, no, we, play, we talked about a Nintendo Direct. We talked about the PlayStation State of Play. We managed not to talk about any of that Pokemon stuff because, like we said, we talked about we that last about week. about that. Yes. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening to episode 254. We're cruising right along. Until then, I hope you have a great week. And don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.